Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello. And welcome to Bretton Cliff Flea Circus. I am the dance moves of Billy Preston. <laughs> and I, I'm BD. So <laughs> okay, hello, BD. Um, you actually <laughs> are. <laughs> I actually am BD, yes. The, the wife calls us BD as okay. well sometimes. So well, that's, that's a, there that's we go. a strange well, we're, we're on board with our names. They are reference <laughs> to what we're going to talk about today. But before we get mm-hmm. into that, Brett... How are you doing? I haven't spoken to you for a while because I've been on holiday. I know, exactly. And you, you know, I've, I've just been pining for you the whole week that you were away. Okay. You know that I've missed you terribly. Uh-huh, I, of I course, just I mean, you're sell. always pining for the cliff yards. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, apart from me, me, yeah, me terrible missing of yourself, I'm all right, I guess. Okay, how are you? And how, that's good. how was the good hauls? It was fantastic. It's funny here because uh, in Dubai, like everybody's like super friendly. Hey, how are you doing, everyone? Welcome to this restaurant. Great to have you. Please yeah. sit down over here. How's everything going? Um, and the people in Cyprus are really nice uh, on the whole, but we went into a couple of places and Jane was like, I get the impression that they really couldn't give a fuck whether we were here or not. I was like, I think you're right. And I think that's brilliant. <laughs> like, I genuinely think that's really good. <laughs> yeah. Were they like swooning over the bane and stuff like that? Uh, very, yeah, yeah, a lot of people were like very, yeah. you know, they, she's, she's cute. And she had a little cousin there who's four and, you know, they were, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they were, we were very welcome everywhere. Jen was like, "Oh, do you think they'll allow kids in here?" I'm like, like pretty much everywhere yeah. is super family friendly. <laughs> like, they like uh-huh. they, they expect people to come in with kids. So, yeah, it uh-huh. was great, honestly. But it was so hot, and uh, mm-hmm. like, well, you should be used to that. By I now, know, man. but I don't go. Out. This is the only time I'm outside. <laughs> <laughs> what talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> Right, I can't bear it. <laughs> oh, well, I went to Morpeth. That was all right. Yes. Because uh, I had a week off the same time uh-huh. that you How did. How was you your see. trip? My trip to Morpeth was very nice, very enjoyable. But more important than that, I watched the Olympics. Did you watch any of the Olympics while you were uh, in Greece? I did watch a bit of it, yeah. No, you weren't in Greece, were you? I was in Cyprus. You were in Cyprus. Easy was... What a mistake in a maker. Um, it's a it's mistake very... to make because it's the Greekest sports of the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did watch some of it. Uh, uh-huh. I, do you want us to regale you with some of the watching? No, no, I want to know a couple of things. Did okay. you watch the Who Can Climb Up the Wall, the fastest competition? No, but I've just heard somebody talking thing. about that on a different podcast today. And I thought, oh, that does sound good. It sounds like the gladiators. It was exactly like the gladiators, <laughs> but nobody was chasing them. It was like <laughs> it was like Spider Man. They're so fast getting up this wall. It's, oh, it's unbelievable. No, what uh, you'll have to watch it. 
Nothing. They just they just fling themselves up the wall as okay. fast as they can. I like the sound it's, of that. It's absolutely brilliant. I watched a bit of the water polo. There was it was a bit uh, a bit of fights going on. Oh, was you, it? You, okay. Aye. In in water polo, if they if you do out wrong, you've got to go into a little red jail <laughs> in the pool <laughs> and just like swim around in a little uh, like a little red jail. Uh, it's class. <laughs> I didn't see that. But, I saw some volleyball. I saw well, some. Of the cycling they, where they go round in opposite directions. Do you know that? Uh-huh. I don't know how I you know who so. wins, to be honest. They go in, the, in different no, ways. No. <laughs> but there, I did I did watch the women's volleyball, obviously. You know, I, I, I enjoy it. I know that. you're a big fan <laughs> of volleyball. So. I, I'm a big fan of it. And I was watching it and the, the, the commentator went, yeah, women's volleyball is all about peaks and troughs. Right? <laughs> and I thought, well, that's, that's why I'm watching it. But surely... <laughs> There's more skill involved than that, isn't there? <laughs> you know what I mean? These are these are Olympic athletes. <laughs> you really polite Clive. <laughs> Give them some credit. <laughs> I was I like the Olympics though. It's it's like a uh, sports that you'll never ever normally watch. Yeah, uh, uh, it's okay, isn't it? Like it's okay. Oh, I like it, man. I don't I think it's great. I don't. I can't get away with all of the people who don't normally care about sports going what a spectacle this is this is a real triumph of uh, of of skill and <laughs> adversity and you know yeah. these people deserve to be earning more than premier league players and all of that yeah. like well they don't I do do it because complaints. people only watch 10 minutes of it once every 4 years so that's why they don't earn more money than them <laughs> i do have some complaints about okay, it though Na- namely the hammer throw right uh-huh. Because no, it's not a hammer. It's not a hammer. Is it? <laughs> it, it it's lying to us, that sport, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, it looks good where they're swinging it around and stuff like that. But then people who are trying to deliberately get hit by it, they yeah. deserve to be hit, don't they? <laughs> but they're wrong. I mean, it makes a big indentation in the ground. Uh-huh. They don't need to be doing that. No, they what, don't what need they do to like watch. They don't need to wait for it and watch it because you can see yeah. where it lands. <laughs> exactly. There's a big dent in the fucking... Floor and back. also, why can't why aren't you allowed to bounce? <laughs> it doesn't bounce anymore. It didn't it didn't on the ones that I watched anyway? Okay, straight into the floor. Straight all right, into okay. The floor. Well, you don't need uh-huh. them at all then. No. Uh huh. So that was good. And the one where you have to run, swim, run again, shoot, and then run. <laughs> of course. So why the shoot? Throw the shooting in there. You what you think? Run, <laughs> swim, run. You think they're going to swim again? Do you? No, no, no. <laughs> There's a bout of shooting in this bit. <laughs> uh, I mean, that would have that would have been bores and arrows. I was watching you know, the pole in vault. ancient times. Oh, huh. Quite like the Have pole you ever had vault. a shot of that? You ever it's had a school? It's cool. Yeah. Odd, like, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't like I don't like being that out of control. <laughs> don't, don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a guy who knocked the thing off with his penis, and that was un- unfortunate for him. Oh, well, that's terrible. I think he got I mean, so excited that he thought he was going to break the world record that actually it was he, his he, ultimate He got a massive heart on <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's terrible, isn't it? That's not good. But it's the Lycra. I mean, if you're going to wear it, aren't you? You've got to tape the rough with the smooth, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the of course. So, yeah, the Olympics is all right. Do, who would to China win? America? Russia? Them three in it. You can't what, win what, the Olympics, can you? The, the whole thing. You, do you win the whole thing? I think so. Yeah. It's just most like who medals. has the most gold medals and stuff mm-hmm. like that. 
I don't know. It's got to be one I of them we... three. It's always them, unless Russia are banned. I don't, still. I don't think you win the whole Olympics, though, do you? Of course you do. There's a league table and got... medals. I know, but it's, yeah, but you don't win the whole thing. It's do you like get individual... anything. You get a massive gold medal at the end of it for winning. <laughs> do you? A huge gold medal. Yeah, I think so. On that, uh, I would I'm take sure. all of the athletes have got to have the thing around their neck in one go together to hold it up. Like Mr. T. Yeah, but all like for like 80 necks. <laughs> 80 necks. 80 necks. One massive medal. <laughs> um, no, I don't think that, that happens. I think it's more of an individual thing. I don't I don't think you can win the whole thing. At least if that is the case, I've never been aware of it before. Okay, so well, go. maybe I'm I'm misunderstanding the rules. <laughs> I'm reading uh, Christine, the Stephen King book. Okay, and, about uh, the car. What? About the car, yeah, because uh, Paolo sent um, a, a track, a cover that he's done, similar mm-hmm. room lab, somewhere. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to do that film at some point. But okay. I like to read the book um, before, obviously, I do that. And we, we had a bit of a laugh and a, a joke the last time about how many references um, in in his books that Stephen King has with songs and stuff. Uh-huh. He has three three pages. Of the credits of uh, songs in this one. Oh, does he? Okay. So he's, he's got his ends with this one, for sure. I've started uh, reading all good songs. Have you? Was it? Well, I finished the Nile Rodgers one because it was a normal length. So I finished it <laughs> in a normal amount of time. Right. Um, it's very good. I don't know if you know, but he, he's in chic. <laughs> Is that, at the end, he got into chic. <laughs> That's probably why it was quite short. <laughs> 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 um, no, it goes all the way through with his 80s when he's producing Bowie and Madonna and all of this kind of stuff and gets uh-huh. sober and whatever. It's it's very good, very good, very entertaining. Hey, Cliff, is there any uh, charity shops in Dubai? Because uh, they'd be mint charity shops, wouldn't they? Yeah, there'd be class. You can get fucking Royal, Rolls Royces and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Rolexes and shit like that. It'd be mint. That's what you should do, start your own charity shop in uh, in Dubai. I'd, I'd join you in the venture. There's a couple sure. of like there is like a couple of shops do secondhand clothes and stuff like that. And yeah, you're yeah. right. They they fucking designer stuff in them. Like is it? Oh, there's a there's this a guy that goes to the the next door neighbor's at our house, right? And uh, me uh, me mother in law and me wife don't know his name, so they call him John George. <laughs> John George. So yeah. So they give him two incorrect names. <laughs> Rather than, rather than just giving them the one incorrect name, they've called him John George. John George, okay. Well, uh, maybe he's called John George. So he's he's like not him. called John George. That's not his name at all. So why why have they decided to give him two wrong names? Instead know. of just calling him by one name, oh no, who can, we'll call him by two. Who can legislate what wives and mother-in-laws get up to? I've just, <laughs> spent, you know I've just spent a full week. I'm glad you've presence. said that. <laughs> <laughs> We've uh, got a, a, a girl from uh, Jack's York University coming to stay with her tomorrow. Okay. And okay. Um, her grandfather um, designed the Beatles suits. He had a shop in Savile Row. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You'll be, so uh, she's coming tomorrow. You're going to be fun for her to stay with them. I'm going to leave her alone now. Do you know what I mean? Talking about <laughs> the Beatles suits, this week we are talking about one of our favourite ever things, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. But no, uh-huh. not the album, the 1978 musical Hollywood film, 
directed by Michael Schultz and produced yes. by Robert Stigwood. Which breath? Uh-huh. I'm obviously going to ask your opinion on it, but I'll tell you mine right now. I can't Go believe on, I watched the full thing. Neither can I. <laughs> I can't believe that I've watched the full thing. In fact, the wife came in and watched five minutes of it and said, what is this? Because she was supposed to watch it with us. And I says, I don't think you could have sat through the whole thing. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Jane was listening. She was sitting on another seat. And she went, this sounds appalling. It's probably one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. It's it's, it's terrible, really, isn't it? Tell you what, it's on for one hour, 51 minutes. It felt like three days. It did feel like three days. I mean, why why subject it to that length? Do you know, it's completely unnecessary. I mean, it, even at like, I don't know, an hour, 20 minutes, it still would have been a little bit too long, wouldn't it? But, but well, subject it to that length of time. It, Everything's massively dragged happens. out. Yeah. Well, here's the plot, right? I'm okay. going to explain the plot the to plot. you, right? The plot. The, yeah, this is the plot. So um, the BGs and Peter Frampton form a new Pepper, Sergeant Pepper band. That's what happens. Something about magical instruments. <laughs> That's the plot. That they don't play. <laughs> yeah, that they don't play. It's a, it's completely, it's it's really weird to watch and frustrating, <laughs> isn't it? It's very frustrating one, because the core material... One, this, go on, sorry, go on. One, it's the worst versions of the Beatles songs I've ever heard in my life, right? All of them? I said it. Oh, well, apart from the Billy Preston one. Oh, shit, <laughs> shit, I like I like another one as well, but we we'll get to it. You'll, uh, you'll, can I guess? Is it is it uh, is it the Barry Gibb one near um, the end? Uh, <laughs> what were you singing? Uh, Day in the life. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. But mo- most of the other ones are terrible. I mean, when you uh, said, "Oh, she will watch this film or whatever." I was like, oh well, I, ho- I hope Peter Frampton uses his uh, his talk box. Uh-huh. But now I'm starting to regret that, obviously, because <laughs> it's fucking annoying. It goes on for about half an hour, doesn't it? Well, I'll, I'll have something voice. similar. So, okay, so it's a 1978 musical, a Hollywood musical version. Well, a musical based on. The fictional Sergeant Pepper's Only Horse Club band from the album of the uh-huh. same name, uh, using the music of the Beatles. I think there's about 28 Beatles songs in the film uh-huh. that Robert Stigwood, uh, impresario, I think it's fair to call him. He's a hugely yep. uh, rich and powerful man in the in the 70s for sure. Um, he mm-hmm. managed Cream and the Bee Gees, which is why the Bee Gees are in. He produced and Frampton as well, didn't he? And Frampton, that's he, why he's in. He produced Grease. Jesus Christ Superstar, Saturday Night Fever, um, amongst mm-hmm. other things. Um, and he then decided, uh, like, that's quite a hot streak of stuff. What we should say is. is everything about this film pointed towards it being a smash. Good. So yes. you've uh. got the Beatles songs. Mm-hmm. Other, um, I would say other than the director, because I think he is a terrible choice because he's awful. Well, the, the direction he is did, awful. He did car wash, man. <laughs> he did car wash with with uh, Richard Pryor, but it's yes, quite uh-huh. di- quite different to this. Um, uh-huh. So it should be good. The Bee Gees, on the back of Saturday Night Fever, are the biggest band on the planet. Mm-hmm. Peter Frampton has got the biggest selling album at live the time. Album. He's got yeah. the live album, Frampton Comes Alive. Uh-huh. Um, you've got 
uh, Robert Stigwood, who's been behind all of these massive successes, and it's the Beatles. Mm-hmm. So there's How like, can all you of feel? these things should be good. Uh-huh. It should point towards it being a, a success, but I, I can't imagine anything being a bigger failure than this. It's the it's, thing is, right? It's awful. It it is awful, and the main reason why it's awful is because none of them speak. Yeah, at all. I've so that that the foolish minds throughout the film, and it, like it, it, I feel pretty sorry for like the BGs and Frampton, and in fact, everybody else in the film. They're not actually given anything to do apart from being mines. It's really and everybody shit. hates mines. Apparently, mines annoy the hell out of everybody. Yeah, they're, they're the worst. They are the worst. Yeah, of course they are. Whether Dickheads. they're on the telly, whether you're in a the theater or a fucking pantomime or something, whether you're watching right? Wizbit or whether you're trying to have a drink in a, in a popular street in, in of a, a, of a res- resort. Do you know what? <laughs> do you know what? Second worst are the mines. People who uh, pretend to be statues. Yes, of course. Silver. Uh, uh, wrapped in <laughs> fucking tinfoil. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Hate them fuckers. <laughs> oh, they're there to just freak you out, aren't they? I don't like them whatsoever. Um, like there's also a good supporting cast of actors. Um, well, some of them good. Particularly our favourite Donald Pleasance is in there mm-hmm. playing... I th- I quite think that that's funny, like who his character is meant to be, but also doesn't speak. Yeah. Um, Steve Martin again at the height of his powers. He's got the biggest selling live album. His comedy mm-hmm. album is is actually uh, in the record charts. It's number two or something at the time. The, the uh-huh. height of his comedy powers. Um, who manages you- to make Maxwell Silver Hammer even worse? Even worse, but it's a- even worse. And then he, he obviously got got a job on Little Shop of Horrors six years uh, later same, and went. Same I character. think I'll just do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I know that no, that wasn't well received. Let's try that again. <laughs> but it's exactly the same. <laughs> it is. Result. Uh, um, I was thinking of this film before. Where, where Michael Caine in? Where I can't really remember it. Is is he supposed to be mentally challenged or is he in a wheelchair? I can't remember. Okay. He just he does the mean, same yeah. face. Yeah. He does the same face. Yeah. In in this is that. Uh huh. Yeah. So uh, that reminds us of that. But it, yeah, I kind of believe that he, he made Maxwell Silverhammer worse. Like there's he also did. Frankie Howard, which is yeah. A really weird choice for a Hollywood film because nobody will know who the fuck he is. He's nope. a really oh. peculiar and particular British comedian. So mm-hmm. why, like, for Hollywood, he's a terrible, terrible choice. <laughs> but but none of none of this is, is the actor's fault at all. No, why I'm not did, having a go at Frankie go? Howard. I'm not having a go at Frankie Howard for that. No, no, it's I, a terrible I know you're not. Choice to be in it. But, like... The the choice to just run through Beatles songs because that's that's all that is endless Beatles songs some of the worst Beatles songs ever produced as well by George Martin what yeah. he was on I've got no fucking idea <laughs> yeah no what he was doing it, it's just really bad but like and and to just treat that as like minds and stuff like that they've got nothing to do at all There's and I'm also... sure the director's not telling them to do anything apart from like. Oh, there's something over there, and oh, there's something over there. Oh, wave at them prostitutes. There's also um, Paul Nicholas, who is probably yeah. the most stomach-churning man in the world. He's he's so bad. Well, he wasn't in Just Good Friends. Well, he was lovely in that, and and also lovely A singing lo- what, the lovely theme man. tune. Lovely singing the theme tune of the Pond and Peace. 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. But in this, he's he is horrible, and his singing is awful. And there's a bit where he's this doing "You Never Give Me Your Money," and mm-hmm. honestly, I walked out the room. But there's only me in the house, <laughs> and I walked out the room. It was I couldn't bear watching it anymore. Um, but you're right. What they do is essentially the plot of this film is that. Sergeant Pepper and his Lonely Hearts Club band originally helped end the First World War and then but they didn't, basically did they? Sound, ended up being the soundtrack to every good thing that happened for the next 40 years. And then he died on stage uh, and his grandson, Billy Shears, who is Peter Frampton, and his yeah. brother, Dougie Shears, who is Paul Nicholas, um, end up taking up the mantle of the Sergeant Pepper's Only Horse Club Band. Billy Shears ends up being a, not really the singer, he's the frontman guitarist, but he enlists his friends, the Bee Gees, who have the, the names in the film are Dave, Rubbish. Bob, uh-huh. and was it Martin Henderson? Mark, Mark Henderson. Mark Henderson, yeah. Uh-huh. Bob Henderson, the name of a guy in the film. Bob Henderson. <laughs> Bob Henderson. Well, well, Barry Gabe likes his name so much, he has the name Mark emblazoned on the back of his, <laughs> on the back of his uh, shirt. He's, yeah, he does. Uh, so he's pretty proud of that, isn't he? Which he, uh, you know, well, I mean, that's all, terrible. All, how do you think Barry Gibb felt? How do you feel Barry Gibb felt right when, uh, like, Peter Frampton was like the lead singer in, in this band? I think you can and tell. Barry Gibb's like. A million times better singer yeah. than fucking Well, so it's not. So basically, that's the beginning. And then you see this band playing in the town Heartland, which is a lovely, cozy, warm, very wholesome little town in small town America. And the band are, are good, but they only play in that town. And eventually, the big wigs in Hollywood, music impresarios, hear about them and uh, decide to sign them. But it starts with them playing... Um, with a little help from my friend. So yeah. uh, Paul Nicholas introduces him, the one and only Billy Shears, bro. And the, the Bee Gees are playing the music and the music's okay at this point. I think it's fine. They're playing, uh, you know, from Sergeant Pepper's Only Haskell Band into yeah, a little in, help in from my friends, like, like friends, in the album. Uh-huh. Peter yeah. Frampton gets up, starts singing. I wish he was using his robot voice because it's the worst voice I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> It, it also, the other thing is that the singing is terrible, but also they're the freakiest looking bunch of people I've ever seen in my life. Aren't they? Peter Frampton looks sell, like a fucking it? scarecrow. I mean, and the Bee Gees, apart from, apart from Barry, and Barry's a good looking man, isn't he? He looks like a lion. Uh, he's, a, he's a fucking lion of a man, yeah. He's, he's of course phenomenal. he is. But, but the other two look like they've been badly cloned from him, don't they? <laughs> the twins, yes. <laughs> they do. Look, they look like the cloning I mean, process has gone right. I love the Bee Gees. You know, I love the Bee Gees. And I, think yeah, I do. And I, think I think they're good in this, given what they've got to do and work with. Um, but yeah. I feel really sorry for them. Peter Frampton, there's no reason why he's just tacked onto that band. <laughs> it's weird. Doesn't look like them. It's, it's... Doesn't sound like them. He's not yeah. a good looking guy. His voice isn't yeah. very good. Okay, he's a good guitarist. And the, there is some nice little guitar lines in bits oh, and pieces. Oh, he's a good guitarist. Guitar. That, that, but, there's um, no doubt about that. But when he starts thinking, what would you do if I sang out of tune? The thing is, he's English though, and he's, he's doing it in an American accent well, as well. So this is and the it's thing. English apparently, fucking music. Apparently, um, they did speak 
but mm-hmm. they cut it out because they're all talking in like Mancunian accents because it's the Bee Gees and they're from Manchester. So they, apparently there was loads of dialogue in it that they then cut out. What, six it. hour film? Yeah, leaving it an entirely <laughs> dialogue free film. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's an insane idea. And it, it's almost like they've stumbled on it and they've gone, why hasn't anybody ever done this before? It's I'll insult, tell you why. It's an because it's fucking embarrassing it's for the people who were in it. To the Beatles and all the people in it, as much as I don't it is Peter Frampton. Um, he does I like some of these songs. I like some of these songs. He's a good guitarist. He's, he's definitely a good guitarist. But he? I love the Bee Gees and I'm just like, they're, they're reduced to like winking and fucking uh-huh. <laughs> going, hey, uh-huh. Like, just like and pointing and pushing. <laughs> that is that that's the remake. In isn't and it? also, so this is the thing. It's so cheap. How much money uh-huh. must it have cost to buy the rights to the songs? Right? It must have cost a lot right. of money to buy the rights to the yeah. songs. Uh-huh. But the whole the set, the costumes are awful, like so cheap. It's uh-huh. a, it just everything is cheap about this film, like the, the direction that the the production values, it's, I don't know, like, it, it, I just can't get my head around how you it, go on. Let's it, get all of these superstars like, and make it uh-huh. a terrible version of everything. What is it? It's like some horrible idea of some wholesome American town and an ideal of, like, peace and love and stuff like that. And they've completely removed the humour and the Englishness yeah. and everything else that makes the songs Good and I brilliant think it's really and amazing. bad taste as well. Like just doing it, I think, is in bad taste. And also, as, as, as soon as they get the uh, BD or whatever, we're uh, pleasant and stuff like that, they're like straight on to prostitutes and, things, prostitutes and, and drugs. drugs. And it's like Instantly. hell. He's like a devil and, and stuff like that. Uh-huh. It's, it's so like, it's so like, like I say, I just it's find a, it all just very an cheap. odd idea. And yeah. And what happens with them is like, it, the, so the plot is they go to Hollywood and they're seduced by this Hollywood glamour and the money and the women and the debauchery, mm-hmm. even though these guys aren't getting involved in that. Are they? Uh, like, there's a good bit where, um, I would say good, where Morris is like playing up to being an alcoholic, which is not good, but at least it's kind of honest <laughs> when they have that party. <laughs> um and then what happens is the small town ends up because they have left it. It ends up getting turned into basically like a new Hollywood where everything's turning bad. There's there's lots of yeah, drinking well, and debauchery. That's, that. that's more when the the magical instruments there are stolen by Frankie Howard. I think that 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 sort of happens. Yeah. So the so, other thread and, of the film and is, it gets is that. consumed. Heartland get gets consumed by sex and beef burgers. Yeah. <laughs> a huge happened. beef burger with dripping A cheese. huge beef burger. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But that, that is what happens. There's a, a very strange bit in the, uh, the party scene w- mm-hmm. with Donald Pleasance and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where Barry Gibb, it, it seems to be given a blowjob or a cucumber with, uh, <laughs> with another, another lady. With another lady, yeah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> it's almost think- just like, uh, just do what you think. Do what you think you, you would do if you were wrecked. You I also think I mean? it's weird from a BG's point of view because they, they've always seemed to take themselves and their career pretty seriously. And Barry Gibb, like, I love him, but he doesn't seem to 
be the kind of guy that has a bit of a laugh and joke about himself or about the Bee Gees. Yeah. They, they take that craft like they, they don't understand when people have a go at them for being cheesy or whatever. So it seems weird that they're in this where they're pretty much being made fools of. Like, I don't yeah. know. I just don't get it. I think they did realise because they tried to get out of it two weeks into it, didn't they? They tried to, they tried to get out of the contract okay, two I didn't weeks know into that. the film I and stuff. Aye, so... They definitely realised it. Also, they were wary of Peter Frampton, I think. That's what I read. <laughs> wary of them. <laughs> but they didn't know that, you know, it would work and stuff like that. Well, they didn't. And the other thing. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they were right. But how how much time do you think that the, the Bee Gees, Frampton and everybody else had to put these songs together? Couldn't have been Couldn't have been a lot of time. Well, like, I think the it? Bee Gees had done a few. They'd done some covers of some of the... Three covers songs. or something. For yeah. a charity album or something before this, and they were like, mm-hmm. "Oh well, we'll just like put Peter Frampton on it as well. Like we'll just do that." Um, it, so it's the other thing that runs through the film is like there's Mean Mister Mustard, Frankie Howard is get is turned up in Heartland once the lads have left to go and get their fame and fortune, and uh, he's been tasked by the mysterious FVB. To steal yeah. the magic instruments and take them uh-huh. to disparate places. Basically take the magic out of the heartland so they can end up overrunning so it with yeah, evil stuff. Exactly. They're all about evil and love and money and shit like that, aren't they? What I That's don't what get about the film, which I think is one of the many reasons it doesn't work, is the it clearly has this idea that Hollywood's bad and signing with the big boys is bad and you lose your innocence and the, all the good stuff in life if you do that, despite being made by Robert Stigwood and being <laughs> it a was like, film. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's weird. It doesn't make any sense. It it's, make it's, sense. Really, it's, just, it's a really odd view of the Beatles, I think, first of all, and their songs and stuff like that. I mean, obviously, the, the, the majority of the Beatles stuff is about peace and love. Is, do you know what I mean? But the humour and stuff like that, that's in the songs and you know, the tongue-in-cheek and stuff, it's completely removed. Well, I think it, what, it's just a nonsense, I think, It to is be nonsense, honest. and what I think is what you're, you're, you're certainly right in saying that. And the re- one of the reasons for that is they don't really make any attempt to fit songs to what is going on in the film. So they'll it's just nice. start it, a Beatles there's song. There's no narrative sense. And they'll start there. singing it, and it's, like, really got no relevance to what's going on. Uh, like, yeah. or it might, it might do in a snippet, like, they go, they're going to steal the money and the, there's two, the guy and the woman are both like mercenaries. So she mm-hmm. starts singing, you never give me your money, which is yeah. fine. But the rest of the song doesn't make any sense. And there's loads of bits where essentially I'm like, are they going to sing the full song here? Are they okay? I'm pleased that we're going to get five minutes of this shit, which essentially <laughs> like the, the name of the song makes sense uh-huh. for the scene. But the actual yeah, but song and the lyrics of the song it doesn't, doesn't make any sense, uh, and that's what happens um, every time. Like I when mean, you sing in a day in the life, yeah, what well, it's got absolutely no reference. <laughs> I mean, I want you. She's so heavy is the perfect example of that. I think because like it, it's Donald Pleasant singing, "I want you, I want to sign you up" or whatever. Yeah. But the the song's on for like nine minutes, and it's the whole <laughs> fucking song. Yeah, it's the whole song. It, it's just, coming it's back. Got no way to go. <laughs> no way to go whatsoever. <laughs> So it's just like the Bee Gees are saying, I want you to prostitutes and stuff like that. <laughs> it's like they're, they're just shoehorning these ideas in just in, really, to try and make it sense. And it doesn't really, make any sense really whatsoever. Bad. But I did like uh, Frankie Howard's sex robots. 
well, I didn't understand them at first. I thought they were just props, and I was like, oh, they're a little bit uh, gimpy, uh-huh. these things here. They definitely look like gimps with <laughs> freaky eyes. Yeah, and then they come alive, and they give them a massage. Uh, while uh-huh. we hear He's the, definitely getting more than massages. We hear the robot voice. Robots, isn't he? <laughs> Front and say voice box there. I know, but the thing with these voice box, I think there's about three songs in a row that he uses the Yeah, yeah, it's all of that bit, box. and it's again too long. It's, it's awful. Long. It's really bad. Absolutely terrible. And it's Mean Mr. Mustard as well. Like, yeah, it's one of them. Mean Mr. Mustard lives in a It's park. just awful. <laughs> It's just absolutely terrible. So it makes absolutely no narrative sense whatsoever, does it? This film? no, not not at all. The songs are really bad. They're really, they're really bad badly used, the and they're not very good versions of them. I do think some of them are, are okay to a point, but they're not used very well, and they're overdone. Like some of them are okay, not all of them. Some of them. Uh, which which ones do you like? With, I you, really you really like. Robin Gibb singing Oh Darling in the studio. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> Do you, you like yeah. that? Really now, I've got great. an issue with that, right? Because uh, Frampton sees uh, his, his girlfriend and stuff uh-huh. like that and leaves the session, but his guitar still playing. His guitar's still going. There's <laughs> a, and on all of the songs, the four of them are playing. Morris is on the drums. Uh, Robin's playing guitar and singing Barry's playing bass and Frampton singing and playing guitar there's always an organ in all of the songs yet there's no one playing it <laughs> it really upsets us <laughs> it's, it's, maybe also it's the, the, the mysterious the, Billy Preston you say the, that's sink, the, the sinking is so bad the sinking yeah. of their mouths and the in the in the lyrics and stuff like that you're like this uh-huh. is a, this is meant to be a major Hollywood picture it's on the back of Saturday Night Fever and Greece it's meant to be like number three in that run, yeah, yeah, those two are fucking great, really well done films. Like, this is an embarrassment, everybody involved. It's so bad, it, it really is. Um, it really is. So, yeah, and also, do you think a hot air balloon's the best mode of transport, especially in a chase? <laughs> I don't think it is. I mean, at the start of the film, when they're leaving Heartland, they, they're leaving the hot air balloon, a la sort of like Wizard of Oz or whatever, yeah, and they. An aeroplane crashes into them, and then they're in the aeroplane. aeroplane. <laughs> what's all that about? Just doesn't make any sense whatsoever, does it? It's absolutely mad. Well, like but it, it's it's like it's really it's like frustrating and, and cringeworthy and stuff like that. It really and when is. When I was watching it, it just I just felt really really sorry for that actress because Pleasance. We know we've talked about Pleasance. He's a he's a fantastic actor. Do you know what I mean? At least he's gets if, to ham it up. Actors, but... If these actors had been given lines and a chance to actually make the film decent and, and not just to shoehorn every single Beatles song that he's got the rights to <laughs> yeah. in the film, because that's why it is, yeah, ultimately, yeah, that's isn't all it? it? Is, yeah. It's all it is. He's just trying to... He, he's, he's got these the rights to the Beatles songs, so he's put them all in, whether it makes sense or not. It's yeah, just I agree madness. with you. It, it really... Uh, it just... And it drags so much, like... After about 20 minutes, I was looking at the time going, how long are this left? And I did that yeah. about every 15 minutes. I mean, minutes. not even Earth, Wind and Fire can save it. And they were, then that's pretty good. It's pretty it's good. It's all right. I think that was the highest chart and single from the... It's got a number nine. Album, wasn't um, yeah. So what, so what happens is um, basically Frankie Howard has been instructed by whoever FVB are to get these magic instruments and disperse them. One of them goes to... Um, 
Dr. Maxwell Edison, who's Steve Martin, who really hams it up and sings. It's like in a Monster Mash style. And yeah, you just essentially look at what he does in uh, Little Shop of Horrors and imagine that 10 times worse. Um, he then takes it. The other one goes to Alice Cooper. Um, yeah. Who's, <laughs> it's weird. Who also is called the father son. Why not just call him the Sun King like the film? Like the song <laughs> exactly. is. Like like the song, weird. Exactly. So he's this cult <laughs> and it, leader, and that's weird. And that's he's really got cool. like a Nazi army or something. And apparently yeah. he was in rehab at the time, which is more like a mental asylum. Okay. And he was released for like two days to do like the 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 track with George Martin and like he's bit in the film. It was probably worse doing yeah, that. Yeah, he probably went back in. The in the mental ex- asylum. It was an know. extra week. <laughs> 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 um then Frankie Howard gets to keep one, and then they've got to take the final one, the final instrument of the mysterious FVB. Again, much like the name of Mark, Dave, and Bob Henderson, when they finally reveal what FVB is, what the fuck? I mean, it's, it's so unimaginative and doesn't also make any yeah. sense. The voiceover by like Hollywood uh, royalty and, and uh, yeah, uh, George Burns, who people would recognize he's just like a, one of those old guys from hollywood um old comedian guy any Fu- fvb future villain band i mean what <laughs> the fuck? you could have called it anything like you've made it up you can call it absolutely anything so what what uh-huh. have you made that, that doesn't make any sense future villain band <laughs> also it's aerosmith which is mad <laughs> yeah it is pretty it is pretty mad uh, they originally wanted kiss who wanted no part of it they said no That's we've got our own shit film to do and we'll <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. But yeah, Aerosmith like turn up and stuff like that. And it's, their, their again, just they That's don't even right. know the words. No, no, so this is it. Joe, Joe Perry's mouth yeah. in the back and vocals. Get them all he wrong. Like, know words. This is again like just redo it. Know it, but redo it. Like yeah. you got it wrong, and it's uh-huh. a massive close-up while they're doing it. It's uh-huh. it's just I just couldn't believe these things that were so poor. Yeah. So so and I mean Tyler, Tyler's singing, uh, he grabs his crutch while singing, feel, feel it's his disease part of the come together and stuff. <laughs> what? Is he fucking doing? He's like rubbing his cock feel his disease. Uh, it, oh. It's an okay version of the song. It's okay. It's not terrible. Um, starts quite good kind of before they, they come in and you know they're getting the words wrong. It's just, it's weird. Um Essentially, they, they win anyway. But uh, the love interest uh, dies. She falls off, falls off the stage. Yeah. And dies. Do you think that was that was a, a model or a, a stunt person? Because it was a stunt person that dead. Yeah. That's what I would say. <laughs> I mean, they take the worst tumble I've ever seen yeah. in life. Strapped it, to a massive dollar kind of thing. Also, Aerosmith had a massive fight because they, they wanted uh, Frampton to, to kill uh, Tyler, and he, he refused to let Frampton kill. Him. <laughs> I don't blame him. I'm with I'm with Tyler on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting Peter fucking Frampton kill us. No way. <laughs> yeah, I'm with him on that for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, the love interest Strawberry Fields, um, another terrible singer, uh, is like. She falls off the stage, they've captured her. She falls off the stage and dies. Um, then they have a funeral. 
uh, some more terrible songs. Although I have to say, the Bee Gees look fucking brilliant at the funeral. And then Peter Frampton, in his uh, in his upset state, tries to commit suicide by jumping off a one-story building. Peter, <laughs> Peter jumping on you're just going to seriously <laughs> injure yourself. <laughs> you're gonna hurt you? your back. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna sprain your ankle. Thankfully. He doesn't make it to the floor because the film is finally redeemed when Sergeant yes. the Sergeant Pepper Weather Vane, which is uh-huh. on top of the building where the instruments were, comes to life and it's Billy fucking Preston in a gold yeah. outfit with a trumpet. And it's amazing. Who, who floats? He floats, floats down he floats. and his uh-huh. dance moves are absolutely amazing and he's singing <laughs> get back get back uh-huh. and the idea is what you're saying get back is he means get back midair back to the top of that building don't fall <laughs> on the floor <laughs> and i'll also revive your dead girlfriend and i'll make her it... come back like i'll say <laughs> get back loretta even though that's not a name because this is just <laughs> yeah. what's happening in the film well at this point this is the point where lisa my wife comes in and uh, she said that man dances exactly like a woman <laughs> <laughs> but it's the best bit of the whole film, isn't it? it? Is amazing. The, the only sick, man but... who's actually been on a Beatles record in this whole film, apart from George Martin, who's butchered most who, of the uh, songs. George Martin it must have been on heroin at this point. Um, but yeah, Billy Preston, he's get back, get back. Yeah, I don't you get back. He's like, well, he's, he's good. shooting lasers and shit. Shooting lasers out of his fingers, changing the outfits. Uh-huh. Somebody becomes a, a priest. Somebody becomes yeah. a nun. A car turns uh-huh. into a different car. Uh, a they, beetle? Uh, yeah, the beetle. I guess that's symbolic. Yeah. Um, and he makes the dead lady just appear alive again, and uh-huh. uh, gives them some white white clothes. Uh, yeah. And, and that's it. not it, though, is it? No, it's not because... the end. No, we get a massive amount of people, various people. <laughs> Some you might recognise singing a lovely song at the yeah, end as yeah, well, don't they? So they've tried to recreate the Sergeant Pepper album cover. Yeah, by it's like the reprise bit. Isn't it? They're doing the Sergeant Pepper, yeah, the Sergeant Pepper song, and they've got all these people singing at the end. They're all like essentially lined up like the album cover, and they've got famous mm-hmm. people in there. I'll run through a few of them: Donovan, Doctor John, Dame Edna yeah. Everidge, Nils Lofgren, Curtis Mayfield, Robert Palmer, Tina Turner, yes. and about a hundred other people of various degrees <laughs> of fame. There's only Hunt, about Hunt Williams Jr. Yeah, yeah, he's in there. Um, <laughs> there's only about 40 people on the Sergeant Pepper cover. This looks like an uh-huh. entire year class, like, photo. It does. It was cool. who, was in, who was in Hitler's place? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> <laughs> Can I Car- be where Car- was? <laughs> <laughs> But there's so yeah, many yeah. of them. There doesn't need to be that many. And apparently they're, they're like... Uh, that give them the champagne them? and loads, uh-huh, loads, massive hotels. All them people. That is where all of the budget went. They didn't on need all to do it. People also no, they didn't. None of these people knew the words either. <laughs> well, <laughs> Tina Turner's gonna ends. Tina Turner yeah. looks absolutely fantastic. I fucking love Tina Turner. She looks amazing. So do I. I mean, she's absolutely amazing. But they can only show her from the head up because of her <laughs> re- revealing clothes. <laughs> 
going to be a 15 if we show what Gina's yeah, like, doing. Basically, they're panning across this big crowd singing Sergeant Bell's only Oscar band, and about three of them know the words. The rest of them are just loud and <laughs> absolute nonsense. I think they're all, that, that it's the height of cocaine, isn't it? <laughs> The role it must be the, the entire film was like the height of cocaine. I don't think it would exist yeah. without cocaine. Uh, I don't think. I think you're right about that. Like for sure, definitely. There's definitely uh, substances. Going we missed on, a bit where they play a benefit gig uh, back in Heartland to get uh, to get it back up again. Um, but the only thing that happens is Earth, Wind, and Fire play one song. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They don't. They do for the benefit of Mister Kite and stuff like that. Then they play that on the way so, in. Yeah. Uh-huh, they and do. then Earth, Wind, and Fire suddenly singing uh, what they think got to get you into my life, but that's they're right, not I. like that. Um, no, so yeah, like that, that's that. That's that film. Um, I mean, I'm kind it. of glad I've watched it because I've always wondered about it. But uh, yeah. it's one of those where you kind of think, well, everybody says it's shit, so it's got to be like it's it's got to be fun. Oh, you got to watch. You've got. I mean, I guess you got to give it a shot. You never know. I mean, I was reading reviews, and some people love it. You know what I mean? It's like that. Those people it, are mentally ill. Those people are crazy. <laughs> there, there is a couple of uh, very good quotes and stuff like that from some of the people in in okay. this film. I haven't really especially, read that. Especially, have you not? Um, especially Frankie Howard, who said it was like Saturday Night Fever without the fever. <laughs> Saturday Night. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, one of the Bee Gees, I'm not too sure which one said, uh, There's no such thing as the Beatles now, they don't exist. Oh, as yeah, a band. it was Robin and said, Never, oh, was it Robin? And never performed the Pepper Live anyway. When ours comes out, it will be in effect as if theirs never existed. Yeah, I think that was before they made it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't think I read a quote from George Harrison where he basically said, I feel really sorry for all of the people involved. Um, yeah. They shouldn't really have been involved in it. They shouldn't have tried to do it. It's like the Beatles do with the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones just do it That's better. right, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, McCartney and Ringo turned up at the premiere um, and, and disowned did it the, after the did story. Did they walk out? Because I would have walked <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> I think I might have walked out. And uh, Lennon and Harrison just completely refused to, yeah, to say Yeah, I'm not all, surprised. So. Uh, like yeah. I do, it, it and it also kind of just killed the Bee Gees career again. They've already and had their, well. and from, they've already had their career over once that they've come back from yeah. to be the biggest mm-hmm. band, and then it's over again <laughs> because of this. And Frampton as well, like it, it just knocked them stone just, stone it, dead. Like it's what a, an absolute disaster for everybody involved, really, isn't it? Absolute disaster. But I mean, it, watch it if you want it. Like I didn't. Uh, I think you've got to be on drugs to watch this film, I think. <laughs> and preferably ones that make you go to sleep because it's not very good. I'm glad we one. watched it, but it's, I never want to see it again. And I wouldn't really recommend anybody else watching it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it, even we're massive Beatles disaster. fans. I'm a massive Bee Gees fan and very little to recommend. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Do you have any questions, quiz, something like this? I, I do, but they're, they're probably as ha- hazard as uh, your questions because I wrote them last night when I was not there. And, um, Brett, what do you think I'm drinking here? By the way, I'm going to hold it. Close. Is it port? Is it port? It's not port. It's just Kahlua. Do you think anybody's ever just had Kahlua on its own before? What the? What's Kahlua? Like this is what, half, what's that? Like half of a black Russian. <laughs> half of a black Russian. <laughs> 
a, a dwarf black Russian. It's a coffee. Um, it's a coffee liqueur. Oh right. Well, I don't think you should be drinking that. I'll be honest. I think you should keep away from that. Okay. Um, so it, it. I've got four questions about the people who were involved in the end scene. Right? Okay, go on. You've, then. Mentioned, you've mentioned some of them. Um, who um, experienced temporary blindness after he suffered a concussion from a blow to his head when he backflipped over an amplifier? <laughs> um, <laughs> Nils he, was, he was in the thing. No, I'm afraid it was Bobby Womack. Oh, was it? Was okay. in there. It was indeed. I've seen Nils Lofgren do flips and stuff like that on stage, so I thought it might be him. Nah. Right, you're definitely going to get this one. Which simply irresistible singer <laughs> is it? Michael Barry was <laughs> was voted the best dressed rock star for 1990 by Rolling Stone I magazine. Think it's the late great Robert Palmer. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. Um, Jose Feliciano, oh yes, a Puerto Rican musician, yes. famous for the Christmas single. Feliz Navidad, Navidad, your recent yes. discovery, was in there, and that I've just read out the answer. <laughs> what Christmas song is he famous for? No, it was supposed to be who who's the singer, but I just read the answer. Oh, out anyway, okay. Um, also, it's, it's about this story, hat, cover of "Light My Fire." So let's just say that was the question. Uh-huh. I'm going to say, "Yeah, Light yeah. My Fire" by the Doors. Yeah, it, that's true. Well done. And and is he blind? Apparently. Apparently so. There you go. Um, who wrote Hulk Hogan's theme song, Real American? He was in there I as well. I am a real American. That one. Is that mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah. Who else was in it? I've read all of them. I'll, I'll give you a clue. I'll give you a clue of okay. another one of these songs. Stroke me, stroke me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna guess it, Donovan. <laughs> I'm afraid it, it's Rick Derringer. So oh, there okay. you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. So there's your four questions. Okay, one well, of which I messed up. Four questions in a in a Clifford style. All right. Well, we can all. It happens to everyone. Don't beat yourself. It does indeed. Oh, I, I won't. I won't. Do you want to tell us what music we've got this week? I don't know what you've picked. Which one? You, which one have you picked? The second one that you said. The second one. It's a, it's Dave Dock and the Sharks, and they're from a South Wales, Cardiff, mm-hmm. which is which is in South of Wales. It's a city um, in the South of Wales, yes. Yes, it is. And this is a Stockhausen syndrome three. My music. Yes, uh, yes, okay. Well, let's. You can find out what you think of it right now as we say goodbye. Uh, we are Sergeant Pepper's only hospital band, and we bid you farewell. A duo. To you and you and you and you. Bye. <laughs> 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 she left me on Midsummer's Day.
said she wasn't coming back. I listened as I watched her pack to my music. Yes, to my music. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. 
Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.